All right, today we are going to talk about the second most important thing to your health, right? Um, if you guys have been listening to this long enough or following us on any platform, you know that the most important thing, number uno, is going to be mindset, right? Today we're going to talk about the second most important thing, which is your community and your environment, right? So the way that I like to explain this to people when I kind of break this down through our six dimensions as always is this this is the bottom tier. This is tier three of coaching, right? This is tier three of setting up an optimal life for health, happiness, and long-term success with everything that you're doing, right? So number one, when I say mindset, a lot of that narrative is basically with the internal message that we're having with ourselves, right? And the internal, right? The second, when I say the second most important thing, when I'm talking about community and environment, these are actually the external things, right? So yes, environment, community being in the same bucket, you know, environment is kind of the things and the what you're surrounding yourself by. And the community is going to be more like who you're surrounding yourself by. We've all heard the famous quote, right? That you're just going to be another, you know, another byproduct of the people that you spend time with, right? So it's like the good old adage of like, hey, if I want to be rich, let's hang around successful people. If I want to be in shape, let's put ourselves in an environment where I'm around gym goers and health goers and things like that. Um, so that's what we're going to talk about today is more of like, how do you guys actually set up a proper environment and why as always, and then the same thing to kind of community, um, and really getting into a little bit more of the weeds of community of not just people, but the podcast, the music, the P, uh, you know, the social media, the news that you watch, the music that you listen, all these things, right? Like all these things have an influence on you. Um, and whatever your overarching goal is, we have to remember this, that like everyone's goals are different, you know, so I as always try to give a little bit more personal examples between myself or clients or friends or family, um, because obviously it's easier for me to speak on things that I know, but I want you guys to take this into context when you are looking for whatever goal it is in your life, right? And we've talked about this a million times that no matter it being a physical goal or a financial goal or a mental goal, spiritual goal. Set the goal, set the target, right? And then we got to really lay down the process to get you there. So starting at the top, which is what we talk about probably 90% of the time on this podcast, is we always look at things like movement, exercise, and nutrition. That's tier one, right? Which is basically the what I call the very superficial start to optimizing health, which is very important still because obviously this is the majority of what I do for a living. Tier two is then getting kind of underneath that, which is talking about the stress and sleep management, Right? Because we all know that when a body is really stressed out in this constant chronic sympathetic state or they're underslept and they're not recovering well, that yes, exercise long-term doesn't work well or at least it comes with injuries. Nutrition and your gut health is not optimally functioning. So that was why we call it Tier 2 because in order for Tier 1 to work, Tier 2 has to be in a good place, right? And then the last one, which is what we're talking about today is going to be tier three, right? And if you have sleep issues and you have stress management issues and mainly looking at stress kind of being the big victim in tier two, if you don't have, if you have a lot of stress built around these things or a lot of stress in the way of getting in the way of your goals, you have to look underneath the hood then and look at the very, very deep foundational stuff, which is what I usually call when I start working with a client, I call this kind of my therapy level, which is working on mindset stuff and working on building a community and building environment around you to be proper. Um, that is going to be the overarching, most important thing that you do. So remember, think about this, that today I'm talking about the externals. Majority of the time when I talk about mindset, I'm talking about the internals. So they both play a role in each other, right? But this at the bottom level, when you optimize 
your mindset and you optimize your environment you live in and you optimize the community you spend your time with and the people you spend your time with, it makes the management of stress that much easier. It makes sleep easy. It makes nutrition easy. It makes you know working out that much more effective. <clears throat> so this has to be the most important part. And it has, should be the biggest priority for most of us. A lot of us just don't really take the time to really evaluate what our environment, our community looks like around us, right? So that's always probably the big thing is actually taking the time to take a step back and really reevaluate where you're at with your goals and your life. And, you know, you know, the one thing that I personally learned over the last, you know, few years, especially is that it's very easy to get kind of complacent and get used to hanging around the same people or doing the same job or, you know, listening to the same thing. Like, it's just very easy to kind of get stuck in this this pace and this rhythm of life that we live in, right? And every once in a while, you have to remember, in order for you to change or your goals to change or progress to change, it requires change, right? And some of the change that's the hardest to do is the deeper stuff, right? The mindset is going to be the hardest thing to, for everyone to work on because it requires you and the internal narrative that you have with yourself to actually change and that's not something that it happens every once in a while in good days but that's not something that's long term so the long term lasting success is takes a fuck ton of work um but to be transparent with you i actually from personal experience have an easier time working on and optimizing my own mindset than i do sometimes even optimizing my kind of my environment mainly my community and i think that's because for me I personally can be a lot harder on myself and strict on myself and discipline myself for change, right? Um, and I'm not really embarrassing or failing or hurting anyone's feeling when I'm working on myself. When you're optimizing your community and when you're optimizing your environment, there's uh, there's repercussion to that, right? Like there's people lost, there's things change. Like there, there, you know, you got sometimes you have to move on from certain jobs or situations or people. I mean, that's not easy because I think a lot of us, hopefully at a human level, are not trying to hurt or offend anybody. But this process of what I'm talking about a lot today, it, it, it comes with that. So just kind of be prepared for obviously the message that I'm going to speak today. The, the environment, I think, is a lot easier to change. The community part is probably the hardest, right? So let's jump right into it, right? So when you think about environment and you think about community, yes, they're in the same bucket like I was just talking about. But they are still separate, right? So the way that I like to think about the community, like I was saying earlier, is think about that like the who, right? Like, or the music or the, those kind of things. The environment is going to be kind of the what. And this is one thing that I talk to a lot of clients on. And this is honestly the e very easy stuff to change as long as you start doing a little bit of it all the time and get in the habit of actually doing it. So I think the biggest thing that the modern day human is running into, and we start, when we see this with everything, right? All, all these health problems are just like on the rise exponentially um and they've gotten worse and worse and worse over time so like when i mean by exponentially it's not like this linear thing that from 1980 to 1990 1990 to 2000 it's kind of the same straight line it's just continually gotten worse and more dramatic so we can definitely agree based off data and science here that what we are doing is definitely not working so when i look at the modern day human i look at someone that spends a lot of time behind a screen on their computers or TVs or their phones or video games. Um, <clears throat> and they stay up really, really late doing these things. They're inside a lot. So they don't really get out and get a lot of daylight. They're someone that doesn't move as much. So when you think about this modern day human, we think about a very sedentary person, a person that's not obviously moving, which is causing them to stay in the same place, which is 
majority of the time going to be inside for almost 98% of people. Um, never really getting outside, so stuck behind this blue junk light all day long. Out of the circadian rhythm and out of whack because of this, they're not in line with, in with laws of nature. They're living in a very more a more comfortable place. So when it gets cold, I put the heater on, and when it gets hot, I put the AC on. You know, and I think when you look at all things in life, um, I'm a big believer that we get stronger through stress, right? And this is kind of this famous term called you know hormesis, which is a hormetic response. Basically, states that whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And I think as humans, like, I think a lot of people, I, I tend to come from a little bit more of like a laws of nature and this kind of very ancestral type of living that, you know, we've been living a certain way for thousands and thousands and thousands of years in this technology and this industrial revolution and all these things that we've gone over over the last few hundred years. It's changed how the humans really express themselves and it's changed how the genes express themselves. But you gotta remember like the like the way literally the DNA in the human body is hardwired a certain way. And when you look at all things in life, you have to remember that yes, there is genetic expression, but there's also epigenetics, which is basically kind of the nurture versus nature law here. That when you wanna look to change things, adaptation is what the human body's good at. We just have to remember like our nature is kind of the foundation. Our genetics are the foundation. Even though we can change these things on top, which is good, right? Obviously, when you think about a lot of people giving the excuses of, oh, I just got bad genetics, it's like you might have a foundation that's not necessarily the best and loaded for it, but like the epigenetics and your lifestyle factors can change that. Um, and when I look at health and the data behind it and all aspects, it's not like one of them is doing better, like all of them are doing bad. And I look at kind of the, the nurture and the stuff that we're doing day to day, a lot of this stuff, I think, in health is very overlooked, right? I think a lot of us look at, like, okay, well, let's exercise. Let's get on a solid nutrition plan. Um, obviously, sleep and stress, like, those kind of things. But no one thinks about, like, okay, what does light have to do? What does fresh air have to do? What does fresh water have to do with it? What does circadian rhythm alignment have to do with it? And these things play a huge role into optimizing your health, right? So put it this way. Instead of spending time behind screens, right, Maybe we're spending more time reading a book or reading with, you know, a newspaper or having a genuine conversation with a friend or family or coworker uh, instead of spending time behind all these junk blue lights all day long. And remember, blue light is something that we are exposed to naturally because obviously full spectrum sunlight is going to give us all those. But when you're spending a bunch of time behind screens in the nighttime after sunlight, uh, sunlight's gone. You know, so basically sun goes down, everyone's still behind the screen either watching TV or on their phone Instagramming, and they're doing it till 10, 11, 12, 1. Like, it surprised me how many people are still, you know, <laughs> out and up past midnight almost five, six days a week, right? And you have to remember that all this stuff does have a negative impact in your health. And the hardest part for people to understand behind this is that it's little, it's little, right? Like, what I mean by that is, like, it's not something that you do once and go, like, wow, I feel like absolute trash today right like you can get away with kind of doing it for a very long time and get used to this kind of state of complacency and this state of kind of not feeling 100 like if people i think a lot of people just live their life used to operating at 70 percent of their potential or 80 percent of their potential from their energy standpoint their health standpoint or just overall potential in life um and that's complacency right so when you look at changing your environment, try to think about coming back to just basic laws of nature, right? Like one of the things that I think is probably free medicine for us is number one, moving more, right? 
Now, moving more is obviously a category of number one on the dimension for me, but when it comes to environment, obviously if you're inside all day, you're probably not moving around that much. So taking the opportunity for you guys that are sitting behind a desk or on phones all day or on a computer all day or very stationary at either office or work or home or whatever, and taking the opportunity every hour or two hours to go on a 10-minute walk, right, to go get coffee or to go walk the dog, to just go out and get fresh air and sunlight, not only is that going to help with sleep, not only is that going to help with stress management because there's a lot of kind of cool things behind serotonin and endorphins and all that thing just by getting some sunlight into your face and your body, um, but it gets the movement in and it gets the sunlight in and it gets all the other crap that you guys have been surrounded by your entire lives. Uh, and those little things, it's like immediate how my clients respond to it, right? And it's immediate for me too. If anybody's been following me on a personal level, you know that I, when I work out, I freaking go as close to naked as possible and I find the area where the sun is shining and that's where I work out. And the reason why is I feel amazing, right? And for me, at the end of the day, when you look at health, the number one objective should be feeling better. No one gives a shit how strong you are if you feel like shit. No one gives a shit about how rich you are if you feel like shit. So you have to remember that feeling good is the thing that is optimal health, right? Because that's what we're all chasing. So getting more fresh air and getting out of that stagnant air of being inside all day, getting fresh sunlight, obviously paying attention to the middays where it can be a little bit more harmful, but a lot of people I think are still very scared of the sun for some reason, uh, which blows my mind because for millions of years, all creatures have been raised in the sun. So there's no reason that we should be scared of the fucking sun, but you need to be responsible with it, right? So when it comes to sunlight exposure, I'll give you kind of a little sleep hack. One of the best things in Dr. Andrew Humerman, which is actually a Stanford guy, talks about this a lot, right? Which is basically first thing that you do in the morning is take a 10-minute walk. No sunglasses, right? Obviously, if it's cold, you're going to have clothes on. But, you know, if you were to have the perfect scenario, it would be like get out there barefoot. Get out there as minimalistic as possible, right? Because grounding and fresh sunlight and fresh air – going to wake you up it's going to give you energy it's going to set your circadian clock for your body and it's going to help with sleep later in the day it's going to help with stress management it helps with all these things and i can probably list and publish a million articles backing all this stuff up so get yourself outside as much as possible right and it doesn't necessarily need to be going on a hike all the time but like do as much as you can outside work outside walk outside drink your coffee outside do as much to get you out and about into the real environment Right. And what I like about kind of coming back to real environment as well is also like where we live in Northern California, we do have a not a drastic, I wouldn't say that would be kind of be being a California yuppie here, but we do have seasons, meaning that there's times where it gets really, really hot. There's times where it gets really, really cold, you know, and I think as humans, we become a little bit we, we, we chase comfortability too much. Right. Like I personally, you know, I love my sauna and I love my cold plunge and I love this kind of, you know, this is another hormetic response because it is a stress to the body. Um, but this is all how all humans and mammals and animals and reptiles and all these things have really kind of lived their entire lives is we've been used to the kind of balancing out these extremes and that's how your body actually becomes more resilient, right? So if you're always trying to find the path of least resistance or the thing that makes you the most comfortable all the time, you were becoming less resilient over time. You're becoming more fragile from a health perspective. So we want to have these things, right? We want to have constant exposure to all these things from wind, rain, heat, cold, sunlight, you know, and movement and grounding and doing all those things to actually change the environment from the way that we came from, right? Like that's how humans 
We're designed. That's where humans were born in, right? We, over the last hundreds of years, have started to develop this comfort crisis over time where we live in these cooled houses or these heated houses. And we're now not going to an office. We're not even getting out of the house anymore. And you're starting to see stress go through the roof. You're starting to see these health you know, pandemic that we're in. You're starting to see the weight gain that follows all this stuff. Is When you don't have movement and you don't get natural exposure from nature, your health will suffer, right? So that's a big thing when you kind of talk about environment, right? So think about when it comes to environment cues and tips for me, it's not rocket science. It's pretty simple. Just expose yourself. You know, and I, I know a lot of people kind of don't think like, oh, we, you know, just because we're our ancestors did this, you know, thousands of years ago doesn't mean we need to. And that's correct. Don't get me wrong. I love my heater in the morning when I put a little blanket over my legs and I read in the morning. But try not to do that all the time is basically more of my focus for this conversation today is understanding that a little exposure to these extreme things, a little movement, a little sunlight and getting and just noticing how you feel, right? Like be very subjective to how this stuff actually makes you feel because how whatever makes me feel better doesn't necessarily work for everybody. But there is a lot of things that run parallel when it comes to health advice. So look at the majority rule for a lot of these things. That's going to be a huge piece, right? So that's environment. Now I want to talk about community, which I think is even more important, but a lot harder to actually kind of control and respond, right? When you think about community, this is your family, this is your friends, these are your coworkers, these are your roommates, this is your significant other, this could be your kids. There's a lot of things that kind of come into this pile. This could be your coaches, this could be your teachers. Um, those, those are kind of what the human connection elements of community. But then when I think about community, we got to think like a lot of people are very like we, we all are cult like. This is what makes one thing like humans. We're very social animals, right? So we enjoy cult. We enjoy communities. We all find our certain communities in life. And that could be from the music we like, from the sports that we like. Um, from the hobbies we enjoy, from anything, the sport. Like, I mean, when I think about sport for me when I was a kid, like, that was always my thing is I have my football friends or I have my lacrosse friends or I have my skateboarding friends. Like, you build these communities over time, right? Um, and that is one of the most important elements of being a human and having social connection. And this is why I deem it as such an important thing. You know, I always tell people, like, obviously speaking for myself here as a gym owner, if your goal is to optimize health, which is hopefully the majority of the people listening to this are trying to do, put yourself in the environment where other people are trying to do the same thing. My famous statement I give to every client when I start work with them is if I wanted to quit drinking, going to a bar all the time and hanging out with people that go to bars all the time it's probably not an ideal environment and community for, for me to be in. So this is where taking the time to reevaluate becomes hard. Right. And then looking at some of the outside factors of people necessarily that you don't know, but have influence. Right. I think music for me is probably one of the biggest ones. The podcast, the TV shows, the news, the social media. Right now, we're more invested into media and social media and technology than we ever have been. Um, and I personally think it comes with more negative effects than it does positive effects. I don't think it's completely stupid because if it was, I would be off of it. I personally try to treat it more like a business operation for me and a platform to help other people and communicate, you know, spread the message as best I can. Um, but I think it does come with a lot of negative impacts. And I'll give you a personal story just to kick off this part. Last year was, um, you know, a tough year for everybody in 2020 with the pandemic and all the social problems, and the justice problem and the political issues and blah, blah, blah. And for the most part, I try to stay out of most of this stuff as I can. But I'm also, 
a personality that likes to open my mouth and speak my opinion when I do have one. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of very sensitive subjects, and with sensitive subjects brings sensitive people. And uh, not knowing when and where to respond or letting words affect people, a lot of egos get in the way with this kind of stuff. And I started to realize that even I was becoming angry with some of this stuff. And I generally, some of the preaches against that, right? Like, why is someone else's opinion ever going to bother me? It don't matter. But like, the more you see it and the more it's in front of you, the more it influences you over time. And you got to remember that this stuff has a big, dramatic influence on everything that you do in your life, right? And if all you're doing is watching the scary news or social media and everyone else's, you know, un- uneducated opinion sometimes on things or. <laughs> Your, your, your uncle's opinion on this political issue or your friend's, you know, opinion on this social issue, it starts to influence you, right? And you have to be able to kind of pick and decide throughout life, what is it that I actually want for myself, right? Because if you don't ask yourself that question, it becomes really hard to kind of not pull away from a lot of those areas, right? So coming back to that social media story, I unfollowed every single person. I went from, I wasn't following a dramatic amount, but I was following 300, 400 people on social media. And I had followed everybody for a couple of months. And I did it for three months at the end of the year from October, November, December. And I started following and I followed maybe like 50 or 60 people. And I think I've said that a few times, but I only follow people. I kind of have a rule for myself now with social media. I only follow people that I would have in my bachelor party for my wedding, my friends and my family, right? Um, close friends, family, which would be kind of the same scenario. Coworkers, right? Because obviously I use this for business. So keeping kind of the team connected for me is important for me. And then people that have a positive influence on my business or on my health, right? So these are people that are health experts. These are nutrition experts. These are business experts. And obviously speaking for myself here. So now one of the things I've realized now for almost doing this for a whole year is, uh, my mood is dramatically different when I'm on social media because I feel like I'm getting good information. And I personally, am a, I love learning. So for me, it's like I love being on something and always learning um, versus how I felt like in the middle of last year. Where I was like I would get on social media and I'd become angry and I just like I want to be involved with something because I want to help people all the time. And it just like it frustrated the hell out of me. But that's an opportunity for all of us to pay attention to that if anything for you bugs you, if there's a friend that bugs you, if there's a family member that bugs you, if there's a a social media channel or a media channel that bugs you, um, if there's music that you feel that when I listen to this, I get more angry or if I listen to this, I feel more sad, whatever it is, right? Like you need to be able to address those things and take enough time to actually sit back, meditate on your own thoughts, journal these things, write these things, set these goals and figure out the intention for where you want to go. Because if your goal is to cover X, Y, and Z, then you need to make sure that you have the surrounding environment and community to support what you're trying to do with those goals. So for me, and I think a lot of my 30s is going to cover this, right? Eventually when I you know, get married and have kids and this is going to be something that I'm sure will change once that comes, but I don't think about that until I cross that bridge. Right now, I'm very business focused. My business is very important to me. My girlfriend, my family, my friends obviously will always be important to me. But like right now at the forefront of my brain all the time is what can I do to make my business better? And the more I get distracted mentally and emotionally from that, the more aggravated I become, right? And that is an environment and a community cue. That is something going, you need to stop wasting your time here because that's taking energy out of you and it's placing it somewhere else. 
So whatever your goal is that you guys have set for yourself, you got to remember you have to have all 100% of your uninvited attention to be present in that moment to give it to that goal or to that process that's going to get you there. And when you have something that pulls that energy away because it distracts you, because it stresses you, because it aggravates you, because it puts you in a state of fear, that is a problem. Right, so pay attention to those things, right? And I think the biggest piece of advice I can give people is, I always kind of this is a joke, even though it's not funny to most people, but like I always laugh at the amount of people that complain about having stress in their life when they follow thousands of people on social media. They spend six hours behind a screen that has nothing to do with work. I'm talking about like, you know, being on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or TikTok or whatever it's called, TikTok. I mean, <laughs> I just made myself sound hell old for not knowing that. Um, you know, these are all distractions, right? And you're you're so engulfed in just the the quick fix, the little dopamine hit that you get from seeing something that's maybe entertaining or maybe something that's not. Um, those are distractions, right? So pay attention to that, that you maybe just need to remove a lot of those, not completely cut out these apps or these media channels, but maybe pay attention to who you're following. Um, when it comes to TV, pay attention to what you're watching. I don't really think you got to remember news. It's more important to be whoever's coming first to first to televise something versus who's telling the truth. So I don't think there's a lot of truth, unfortunately, anymore behind a lot of these news channels because, you know, I understand this from a business standpoint and a marketing standpoint. When it comes to marketing, it's about creating as many views and as much consumption as I possibly can create from an ad. Um, and if your business is media, then that's exactly what they're trying to do. And you have to remember that fear sells way more than anything else. So if you just remember that at a core, it doesn't necessarily make them bad people. They're doing their job. But it's a distraction to us. We don't need to know all those things going on in the world. We don't because it doesn't like like how did we do all this stuff 200 years ago? We didn't have fucking TV and media to know what's going on on the other side of the country or the world. And we live perfectly good lives. So if you can focus on your stuff, you can focus on your own health and your own wealth and your own family and not become distracted by everything else around you that you've created for a community and environment that you think is important. Right, which majority of the time it's not fucking important, right? Like, why follow all these people if you don't actually give a shit about their opinion, but you actually give enough energy to actually have a response to everything that everyone's posting? That's a problem. So, but it goes for everything, right? It's from the podcast you guys listen to, right? Like, if you guys really didn't think that this podcast was making you better or you're getting good information, I hope you would not listen to this. That's why my goal is to hopefully give you guys good enough information where you can do something with it and tactically apply it to your life to make you happier and healthier. And that's the goal. And I always tell people, I get borderline angry because I'm so damn passionate about it. But, like, pay attention to all those cues and kind of things behind you because that's going to be the thing that dictates your overall happiness. And that's going to be the thing that dictates how well you can control and manage your own mindset. Because it doesn't matter how many mindset things and tactics I give you or how much homework I give you or how much cool things I give you. If your community environment's broken, it's going to make that almost, like, literally impossible, right? Because you're fighting this uphill battle all the time. So really pay attention to setting yourself up in a really solid environment, building a community around you. And when it comes to real life situations, like, you know, I think a lot of people, this is one thing that I come from a little bit different of a place, obviously being an entrepreneur and having my own thing. But if you have a job you dislike and you have a hard time doing it every day, don't spend one third of your day, five days a week doing something you hate. Find something you enjoy, right? Same thing with people, right? I don't give a shit if it's friends or family. I've had, you know, my fair issues with people in the past, both friends and even some family issues, not as much though, obviously. Um, 
And the best thing I can do is just not affiliate myself with those people, right? Like when it gets to a certain point where you feel that they are negative energy and they are toxic energy to you, you have to just remove that stuff. Um, and that is hard, right? That's that's the that's the bridge that I think a lot of us know we need to cross. But the question is like, how do we get across that? And doing that requires hard conversations. Doing that requires you to be radically transparent and radically truthful with everything you're doing because it's much better to be transparent and honest with somebody, even though it offends somebody, versus you trying to meet them at their emotional stability level and not get your point across and not be transparent and honest enough just because you're trying to mitigate how they respond. Uh, and that's something I've learned. You know, I maybe I've always had uh, my dad's told me this from since I was a kid that I tend to have a a delivery issue sometimes. I'm just a little bit more aggressive at how I state things. Um, I think everyone that knows me understands that. But whatever. Like for me, it's like I'd much rather just be me and be transparent and be honest with you versus try to lie to meet you at where you're at with your emotional comfortability and how much you're willing to take, right? So, and that's how I run my business. That's how I run my relationships. That's how I have my friends and family. And that's, you know, and those people around me that are close and understand that, they know that. So you won't get offended about that if you know that, right? And it's the same thing everyone needs to do when you're evaluating your community, right? Like pay attention to everything, right? Like even music here, I'll give you guys an example. I personally love, like I come from like California alternative rock reggae, but if I put like hardcore rock on or like some, I love Tupac or some good old school 90s hip hop, or I put reggae on, my mood's different even too. And that's music. Right, like that's something that has an influence. So every little thing around you has an influence. Um, but being being able to look at all that from like this thirty thousand foot point of view above, that's the real skill set that I'm really trying to talk about here. Right. So just to kind of wrap that up, just remember that this is the second most important thing that you guys can do for your overall health, happiness, and everything and everything in your success um, is the community and environment that you put yourself in every single day, right? And pay attention to those things. The environment being more of like the what and where you're at every day and the community being more of the who and the what, right? So the more you can optimize these things over time by surrounding yourself with like-minded people, surrounding yourself with people that are supportive of you. And it doesn't matter if it's your friends or your family or teachers, if they're not supportive to you, if they're toxic and they're negative energy, get them the fuck out of your life. (laughs) That is the best tip I can give everyone. Now remember, it's the hardest thing to do, right? And then pay attention to the content that you put in every day because just like nutrition, the food that you put into your body is what the cells in your body are made out of. But the content that you put into your body from what you listen to to what you watch also has a huge influence on how you think. So if you feel that mindset is really hard for you and you have more negative energy and you are the person that's becoming what you're not trying to be, then pay attention to all that outside stuff, right? All right, guys, I want to wrap it up there before I talk too long. So as always, take care. Have a great weekend. Thanks for listening. Talk to you guys next week.